so I think it's a lot of calls that seem kind of like maybe not his problem. But he tries to be helpful, and he is really quite clever. So this was one of those cases. Now, all I lives in an apartment building, but this wasn't his apartment building. It was an apartment building uh, uptown a little bit from his place, up in kind of a fancy neighborhood. Although the apartment building itself was mostly uh, students that lived there. It wasn't super fancy, but in a fancy neighborhood. Anyway, not important. Because the building manager called Ollie and said, Ollie, I'm stumped. And it's a huge problem. People's food's going bad. I, I don't even know what to do about it. I've tried everything I know how to do, and I just, I can't, I don't know what's going on here. And I said, okay, slow down, slow down. What is happening? Like I said, ah, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The, none of the, nothing electronic or, or even electric is working. There's just no power in the building, but I can't figure out what's wrong. I've tried everything I can think of. And the power company said that there's nothing wrong that they can see from their end. And they're going to send somebody out, but they won't send them out. They won't be here until tomorrow morning. And I can't just have my entire apartment building have no power for no discernible reason for a whole day. I'll get fired. It's a terrible resolution. I can't work with that. So I'm hoping you can come out and help. I said, all right, well, I sure don't want to hire an electrician. I said, no, I mean, I'm a pretty good electrician myself. I mean, I'm not like licensed, but I used to work as an electrician's assistant and I've looked at everything and I can't, I don't see anything wrong. So I don't think an electrician is going to be the right call. I said, all right, all right, well, so you've seen my rates, right? He said, yeah. I said, I'll, I'll come and do what I can. I'll, I'll, I'll try and figure it out. But, you know, I'm not an electrician, so. I said, I know you're not an electrician. You're a detective. This is a mystery. Will you help me? I said, all right, all right. I can be there in, I can be there in about half an hour. Like I said, great, great. Thanks. I've heard you the best. And I said, oh, that's very sweet. Good to hear that I've, you know, making friends out there. So Ollie had some coffee that he'd kind of started before the call came in, and then he headed up to the apartment building, which was really just a straight shot up Charles Street. So he got there, and first he looked around as he came in. It was a nice building, kind of a cool design where none of the apartments were on the ground floor. The whole building was like raised up on stilts, like a beach house. I mean, huge stilts, concrete pillars, because, you know, it's an apartment building. Um, but the only thing that was like coming down onto the ground, there was, there was a lobby that was surrounded you know, it was made out of glass. The walls of the, of the lobby were made out of glass. And then on either end of the lobby, there, was, there were two elevator shafts. And then there was a desk on kind of the back end of that lobby. And then there was also some stairs leading down kind of behind the desk. And then in the front was a, um, was a couple of different seating areas, you know, some couches and chairs, and coffee table. And, um, yeah, a little table where there was some brochures and stuff like that, information for the residents. Very cool building, very cool building. 
and inside this lobby, the, the color scheme was this sort of like bronze, dark, dark, dark bronze, gold, and glass. Um, except for the floor tiles. The floor tiles were kind of a, a cream color. Overall, very elegant look. But all I did notice that you know, the building was on the street on one side, which went up right up to the street. There was some, you know, lawn type area, but then it went right to the street. And on the north end of the building was a, a big fancy house. And on the south end was a house that was under construction. And then behind it, it kind of went down a hill to like a neighborhood. So that's what all I noticed as he came in. Uh, the, the building manager was waiting there in the lobby for him. I said, oh, I'm so, so glad you could come. Um, so yeah, it's the weirdest thing. People just woke up this morning and, and there was no power. And at first I thought, oh, that's a bummer, you know. But I went down to the, the main breaker box and I checked it and everything was on. And I know that sometimes the breakers will flip halfway. So I, you know, flipped them all all the way off and flipped them on and it was, it was, it was unchanged. Everything was the same. Nothing was working. I tried the main breaker, I tried every breaker. Nothing did anything. So I went up into a couple of the apartments with a circuit tester to see what I could see, but, but all of the circuits were dead. And um, the phones work, so that's handy. So I was able to put out an all call. I can, I can do that, I can call to every apartment um, at the same time. And I told everybody to, you know, that the power was out and we were working on it and that try to avoid opening your fridge or your freezer unless you have to. Because, you know, it'll stay cold decently well if you don't open it. Anyway, um, so then I've been, I've just been puzzling it over the whole since. I've been, I've called the power company and they said that they can send somebody out tomorrow morning, which I told you on the phone. And they don't see anything wrong from their end. Like powers, according to them, come into the building. Um, I just, I, did, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So I said, all right, well, probably the place for me to start is down there in the electrical room. I said, yeah, okay, sure, let's, let's go down there now. And so they went back behind the desk and um, went down the stairs that I mentioned earlier. Now, it's kind of a cool design of a building because, you know, up above the lobby, the building went, you know, it was like five apartments in either direction, in all four directions. So it was like a 10 by 10 square, well, not a square. It was like a 10 by three apartments on every floor. And it was 10 floors. So it was a big building. Um, and underneath that ground level, where there was lobby and lawn and everything, there was a large utility area and a parking garage. But the utility room was very well designed, just as well designed as the lobby in its own way. It wasn't as elegant, but everything had space and everything had room to run the pipes, and it was very clear. You could see where everything went. Um, so I went straight to the electrical box, and he pulled open the, the panel, and he saw the same thing that the guy described, that all the breakers were, were in the right position. Now, Ollie's not an electrician, but he's messed with electrical stuff a little bit. So he brought along his voltage sniffer and his continuity tester. 
and um, and a screwdrivers, a Phillips and a flathead. So I said, all right, let's pull off, let's pull off this panel cover. And so they unscrewed the bolts that hold the panel cover on, and opened it up. And then you could kind of see the guts of the circuit breaker box. Well, not really guts; it's all just wires. But so all I took is voltage sniffer. Don't you know where I'm doing electrical work? I have that thing goes. You know that thing? Yeah, it's that. Um, yeah, you remember that thing? Well, anyway, it, it, let, it tells you if there's power coming through a, a wire without having to actually like poke into the wire. Very handy. So, uh, You'd recognize it if you saw it. It looks like a pen or like a marker. Anyway, not important. The point is it lets you, you can tell when there's electrical current flowing through a wire. So he started poking around inside of it, and now and then you get a faint beep from it, a faint detection of a current. But nothing, but mostly it was, the whole panel was dead. And he went especially up to where, where the power came in from, this, from the BGE, from the meters. And there, there was a little bit of a trickle of power kind of irregular, but nothing enough to trip it most of the time. So I said, all right, where's, where's the meter? I said, the meter, the meter is out back in a buried panel. I said, all right, let's go to, let's go to there. Let's check that next. Said, yeah, sure. So they went back up the stairs, went out the lobby, and the guy showed him a panel that was in set into the, sort of a patio outside of the lobby. And there's a sort of nondescript panel that had a little, a little hook that you could grab and pull open. And, and all I did, they pulled that open and there was the meter. And you could see it was a big, you know, commercial size meter. And it was running. And I said, well, look at that. The meter's going. That's weird. And I put his voltage tester on there and got a nice strong signal. Yeah. That's when all I noticed something. It seemed like it shouldn't be, because this whole place was very well taken care of, very t neatly manicured lawns, everything was clean, all the edges were sharp. Things like the utilities, like this panel were, you know, or like this meter, rather, were you know, hidden away behind discrete panels and stuff. I noticed this wire kind of poking into the box. It didn't seem well done. It's like a rough drill hole. And there's a little bit of dirt coming into it from that hole. Oh, that's weird. And the wire went into the, you know, into the meter. It also seemed strange. I'm not a commercial electrician. I'm not any kind of electrician. But usually you just have one wire going in and one go wire going out of a meter, I think. And you've got two wires going out of the meter. So I sort of looked around in the grass, kind of in the same direction where that 
the same side of the box that drill hole was on. And he looked very carefully right at the edge of the patio thing. There was a wire. Again, weird to have a wire exposed in a place so well kept. And in fact, the wire wasn't even really held down. It wasn't like nailed to anything. It was kind of loose. It was, it was taut, like it wasn't flopping around, but it also wasn't secured or anything. And it just seemed like it shouldn't be there at all. I wasn't even really sure if it was meant to be outdoor grade wire. So we followed the wire. It went along the edge of the patio, turned the corner around to the south side of the building went along the patio, and it just sort of like was tucked into the dirt. It went along, it went along, and then it took a right turn to the south. And there he could see, now that he looked at it, there was like a line of grass, looked a little bit rough. Might not have been there for very long, and it was just like a little bit lumpy, like a little bit of a lump, lumpy line. And I gently pulled up on the turf, the grass, I mean. And right where that line was, the grass pulled away easily. And there, buried underneath that section of grass, there was the wire again. So I kept on following the wire, following the wire, following the wire. Got to the edge of the property, and the wire went under the fence. Well, I should say, not really a fence. Oh, yeah, no, it's a fence. Um, yeah, kind of like our fence, like a picket fence. And Raleigh said, has this picket fence been here a long time? And the building manager said, no, no, I, I hate it. We're working with them on it um, to get something more attractive. But they say that they need to finish on focusing on finishing the building before they can worry about the fence line, and then they'll, you know, split the cost of a nice wall or something with us. We're really not very happy with this construction overall. I mean, it's fine, you know. Somebody bought the property and they're going to build a house, and I respect that, but they're it's just, they, they aren't doing a very good job. It's not going to be a very nice house, I don't think. It'll be big and it'll be expensive, but the architecture isn't great. And, you know, I've been kind of watching it, and the workmanship isn't great either. It's, it's going to be kind of a stinker of a house. And I said, huh, all right. Without saying another word, I hopped over the fence and said, uh, wait here, I'll be right back. But I said, all right, I'll meet you in the lobby, I guess. I said, yeah, that'd be fine. On the other side of the fence, the wire wasn't buried at all. So it was easy to follow. And it snaked around. And here it wasn't buried, so it was kind of loose and it was flopping around. But it followed it and followed it and followed it. And all I began to suspect what he was going to find, and, and he was right. Because that wire led straight down to a temporary electrical box. Not in the basement, but just attached to a pole on one side of the construction site. It was an outdoor grade box, so they'd done that right at least. But this wire coming off the meter went straight into the box. Inside the box, it was a regular circuit breaker panel, outdoor grade once again. But just it was powering all the things for the house. 
with his house under construction. The heat, the drills and other power tools that the workers were working on, the lights, everything. It's all he pieced it together. It's the reason that the meter was running, even though there's no power in the building. And the reason that the power company said that the power was flowing, even though there's no power in the apartment building, is because, I guess, late at night. And this is what he explained to the building manager when he got back over there. Late at night, these workers, they snuck over, and they ran this wire all the way from their building site, and they poked it into your electrical meter box. They're stealing power from you. I can't tell if they've disconnected the power to the building or if they've just added their own connection. But they've done something wrong, and it's, well, it's, it's legal to do that. They're stealing electricity from your building. But they also did something wrong and, and knocked off the wire for your building. So they said, wow, that's amazing. So they're, they're doing, they're really bad neighbors. They're not just building a bad house. They're, they're stealing. I said, yeah, yeah, they are. So what do I do? I've never run into something like this. And I said, honestly, I think you call 911. I think you call the police. This is straight up theft and vandalism. It's when you deface someone else's property, when you like, like, if, like spray painting someone's house if, you, if they didn't ask you to as vandalism or breaking their windows, things like that. How? Defacing or destroying someone else's property. Like I said, you're sure, just, just 911. I said, yeah, I'd say so. You know, I mean, what the police always tell me is that if if you're not 100% sure that the crime's still going to be happening 45 minutes from now, then there's a 911 call. So they called 911. And the cops showed up. And they said, yeah, this is, this is theft. This is definitely theft. And vandalism, just like you said. And willful destruction of property. And so they marched right over. And they found the foreman for the job. Put him in handcuffs. And they took him down to the station. Well, a couple up, a couple hours later, the police had also called BGE about the situation. And with an active police investigation going on, the BGE was able to send a technician out a little bit faster. And the technician fixed the box and reconnected the apartment building, and all the lights came on, and the refrigerators came on, and the phones turned on, and the TVs turned on, and everything was working and fine. It was a big relief. So the building manager said, Ollie, thank you so much. I don't think I would have spotted that wire. Nor did I think I would have had the guts to, to hop over the fence and call the cops on that building. I said, well, you know, I didn't think this was necessarily the right job for a detective, but it looked like it was. I'm glad I was able to help. And the guy said, you know, next week we're doing our annual spring barbecue. It's a big thing. We get a bunch of stuff. Invite the whole building. It's a great big party. I'm going to pay your fee, of course, but if you'd like to come, we'd, we'd love to have you. I'm sure people will be thrilled to meet you. I said, you know what? That sounds fun. I'd like to come. And that is the case of Ollie. And the power being off, I guess. <laughs> it's not the greatest name, but 